Do you like ghosts, cryptids, celestial beings, and witchcraft? Then you'll likely find us tolerable. We are a pair of best witches approaching the paranormal in this realm and beyond with respectful and curious nature. We love to weave within the weird. So So let's get frightfully delightful. We are ever grateful for the opportunities to share space with, learn from, work with, listen, and hold witness the people, ancestors, matriarchs, spirits, and creatures, past and present, whose stewardship and cultural teachings have brought life to the lands upon which we dwell. May we all do our part as uninvited guests to ensure that the land is stewarded and led by its rightful guardians and spirits. Luna resides on the traditional lands of the First Peoples of the Mississaugas of Scugog Island First Nation. These lands are covered under the Williams Treaties and rest within the traditional territory of the Anishinaabeg. The land, sea, sky, and spirit that Amanda resides within is vast and deep Stalo Coast Salish traditional territory. The area upon which she lives, learns, unlearns, and tells her stories within is stewarded and cared for by the Chilwayak people. Hi, Luna. Hello, Amanda. How are you today? I am well. I'm working on um, some sigil stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been an okay morning, but it's been like okay but there's been a lot of like a few like frustrating moments just Mm -hmm. with like technology and I I feel like I'm getting really close to like my cycle yeah so things are like really grating at me like why isn't this working like I want it to (laughs) Um, so besides that things are wonderful and I'm glad that we're we're chatting Good. This is episode number two. So I'm really excited about that. Um, We got the first episode up a couple of days ago and it's people are listening and giving us some feedback. So that's been really awesome. And it's just really exciting to put something out into the world and, um, you know, people start listening and and responding to it, and you get yeah. to kind of watch that unfold. So yeah. that's it is really cool. super cool. And we got our photo dump done. That was really fun to put together, and I'm really excited for next week's photo dump that goes along with this episode. Yeah. So yeah, it <laughs> was super super fun. Um. I realized this morning that our next episode is going up on my birthday. Oh, yeah. So that's super fun. So Happy if you're birthday, listening, Luna. thank you. When when you guys are listening to this, um, it's my birthday today. We love a Gemini. <laughs> that's my favorite thing to say at the shop when people are like, I'm shopping for blah, blah, blah's birthday. And I'm like, oh, and I like pick the sign and I'm like, oh, we love a Taurus. And then everybody laughs. I think it's just, I think it's just the way that I say it. Yeah. That's adorable. (laughs) So fun. Geminis get a lot of flack. I feel like. Yeah. I, I find that people don't tend, like they don't understand Geminis sometimes. Do you understand yourself as a Gemini? I do now. <laughs> yeah, <good. laughs> I, I do. I do now. I feel like there's two, t- like, well, I mean, this goes for any sign really, but I feel like there's like an unhealed and a healing version. And I feel oh, like yeah. a lot of people who have um, problems with specific signs usually are dealing with a, with an unhealed version of that. Sign. I don't know. That could also have something to do with where your uh, south and north node is as well, because your 
north node no wait your south node is like all the lessons that you learned in like your previous incarnation Mm -hmm. um so I thought that was I always think that that's really interesting that's that is interesting and I I can almost always pinpoint like because um there are two months in each zodiac sign okay so there's May Gemini's and June Gemini's. There's yeah. September Libras and October Libras. I can almost always pinpoint what month. And if I can't, then it's because either they are less degrees or more degrees. So if you are like, okay, let's use Ryan as an example. This okay. Is, this, this is good. Okay. So Ryan's birthday is August 23rd. So he's right on the cusp of Virgo and Leo. Okay. So uh, there are July Leos and August Leos. He always said he was a Virgo. So he, I did his birth chart a few years ago and my app on like his birth chart, like his, his, on the app, it has the Virgo symbol Mm -hmm. in, in like the little area. And then it says Leo sun. And I was like, what? So Weird. I, go, I go to look at his chart. He is 29 degrees Leo. He is the most Leo you can be going into Virgo. So that the like, and if that isn't the most Leo thing is to declare yourself something, um, which is really interesting because in that respect, he is definitely more his rising sign. Mm-hmm. So I love how interesting that is because that is a very August Leo thing to do is to declare, to declare that you are something. That's you know? so fascinating. Whereas I find that July Leos are very um, like, they're the, like the flamboyants and they're the, the major extroverts and um, that kind of thing. Yeah. Very cool. I love astrology. Astrology is so fascinating. I don't know too much going past like your big three. Mm-hmm. I'm still slowly. It's it, there's so many layers. Yeah. And it's like as soon as I start to get comfortable with one layer and start trying to get into the next. And it's like just a lot. It's a lot of processing <laughs> and learning. But like you took a course, like you you were doing a course a little while ago. I've taken with astrology. I've taken a few, so I um I'm still currently working through both of them because mm-hmm. um it's because it is a lot, and yeah. I have ADHD, a full time job, and a creative uh, a creative job as well. So it does take like a lot of uh, extra. Uh, internal energy in order for me to um, to really sit down and learn. So um, the first course that I uh, started and am in the middle of is Expedition Astrology with the Sisters Enchanted. And mm-hmm. that um, they've revamped it a couple times, but the core of it is still the same. And I learned a lot from uh, their study and co-sessions. Um, because you can actually like collaborate with other people who are working through the same chapters and the same things that you are to, um, to go over, you know, um, what you are currently working through within the chapter, etc. So that's what I really liked about that one. And I took Benabel Wen's beginner astrology course, mm-hmm. Aiden Caitlin, Reese, and Jane. So all four of us were doing like a study, a study group every week. And um, all of our neurodivergencies combined. And we just kind of like realized that we either need to study on our own, like we just weren't, I wouldn't say compatible, but we are, our flow wasn't lining up anymore. So we couldn't keep pace with each other. Like one of us was yeah. really fast and the other was, you know, um, I was always a little bit slower. Um, so, but her course is really, really fascinating. And when you sign up for the course, it's really, in, it's, it's fairly inexpensive. It's about 65 bucks US dollars and you get your birth chart in a number of formats. So you get the, the whole sign and the placidus, placidus. Um, and the, 
and she teaches it as a whole as whole sign astrology whereas the sisters enchanted they teach it placidious which means that there's like the cusp houses okay but whole sign is just like the dominant house like the dominant sign and i found that much easier but i had to relearn a lot of things so yeah um i'm still currently working through that and i really really love the way that you essentially like quote unquote graduate the the course is you have an astrology grimoire that you put together. So it's either a binder or um, it's typically a binder because you want to be able to like print things off and put them in. But she doesn't want to just see her own work in the binder. She wants it to be your personal astrological resource. So have things from different areas of like the internet, different books that you're reading, different resources in regards to like um, predictive astrology or honorary or horary uh, astrology. Um, so that I found was really, really cool because you are essentially like no one person's grimoire is going to look the same, even though we took the same course. Mm-hmm. So I think that is that is one of like the the biggest yays about the course so yeah yeah what are you currently learning right now I picked up a book recently so I got into a bit of a tarot rut and I just stopped I stopped studying as like as a practice right and I just kind of was like oh yeah I I read tarot a bit Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't doing any, like it wasn't, you know, I was in a rut. I picked up a book recently called Tarot No Questions Asked by Teresa Reed. I love Teresa Reed. And I picked it up just kind of on a whim. I went to, um, one of my semi-local witchy shops and I was kind of browsing and that book just presented itself and was like, hey. (laughs) Look at look at me on the bookshelf. And I was like, hmm, this looks really interesting. And I like how it's set up. So I brought it home and I've been going through. Um, I really like how the author has she has all the it's like your typical. This is the fool. This is what the fool means. This is the reverse meaning like kind of stuff. Right. Like the the chapter where it goes through each individual card. But what she's done is at the end, she puts a tarot. She calls them tarot sizes. And so what you're supposed to do is, so for example, with the fool, you pull the fool card out of your deck and you look at it and you're supposed to look at what symbols pop out at you and then just fle- free flow write about how you feel looking at the card, like what symbols pop out, what they, what brings thoughts come to mind, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So it's just like free writing. And each card has a different tarot size. So it's, you're not doing that with every single card. Um, the magician tarot size was different and specific to that card and the meanings of that card. Cool. And the idea is just, to help you like learn the traditional meanings and kind of solidify them in your brain. Um, So I'm working through that right now. And I have made a goal, I guess, to um, work on at least one card a day. So I'm going through the book and as like, I want to do the each tarot size as I come to it. And so I've made a goal that I do at least one, one per day until I get through all 78 cards because I also have ADHD and I have a problem um, with like sticking to tasks like this. I at some point run out of motivation and then it just becomes another unfinished thing. So I just said, you know what, let's make it easy. Just do one, you know, sit down and do one first thing in the morning yeah if you have energy or time to do more then continue yeah so that's what I'm doing I love that so much she Teresa Reed also has a really good um tarot uh sorry astrology book 
I think it's called Astrology for Real Life. And mm-hmm. so if you like her prose and the way that she um, she puts things together and gathers information, then you would really, really like her astrology book too. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's really, really good. The one that I almost always recommend. Nice. Yeah. Um, that's cool. I'll, I'll put that on. Maybe we can put that on a little recommended list on our discord. If nobody knows, we have a discord, our frightfully delightful community discord. You can find that, um, maybe we can link it in our show notes, but yes, um, it is, you can find it on our, um, frightfully delightful link tree linked in our bio on Instagram too. Yeah. 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 We have a whole section for recommendations and books and stuff in there. I've been meaning to add a few things. Yeah, me too. (laughs) In there. (laughs) So do you want to get into our weekly frightful and delightful moments? Do you want to talk a little bit about the idea behind that? Because you came up with that, with this idea and it is it's awesome. Yeah. So I was listening to the Let's Get Haunted podcast. Actually, one of our community members, Momo Gray, um, sent sent me the podcast and it was about um, Baba Yaga. At the beginning of their show, they do, they check in with each other about their personal hauntings of the week. And I thought that was really, really fun. And I've been thinking about like, what is my personal haunting of the week? And um, like a couple weeks ago, my personal haunting was listening to the Woo Pod and hearing that ridiculous um, one of their callers. They were doing like their um, their EMF <laughs> calling um, <laughs> segment, and he was talking about how he was a young kid and he went to Russia and he flew a. He flew like a paper airplane from like the top of a balcony and just the way that he was like his, his tone and inflection. um, He was very like very Southern and just, he was like the, he was, he swore like all the time. It was just, I loved every single second of it. And I was, I was picking flowers, dried flowers in my kitchen and the window was open and the sun was streaming in. And I felt like the spookiest, like domesticated, the like, most content person I have ever like felt. In a- <laughs> so I started recording because that moment was just, it felt perfect. It felt like I was like an old timey person listening to the radio and like having like listening to like the person calling in and like, you know what I mean? Like it just. Yeah, like perfection. So when we were talking like back and forth about what, um, what we wanted to have as like a staple for, um, for our disembodied voices to talk about, I, um, I really loved the idea of having, um, our weekly fright, our personal frightful thing that happened and our personal delightful thing. And, um, the idea is that the frightful is something like either spooky, paranormal, something curious, something, um, I don't know. I feel like, I, I feel like because we're witches, everything is witchy, but maybe, yeah. maybe like something like extra. And then our delights would be like a little bit more mundane or whimsical or sweet or something. Right. And yeah, I think that, I think it works for, for- it does. It's fun. Yeah. It's a fun play on uh, on our name, yeah. And uh, I I like how it gives us little talking points of you know paranormal and weird and just things that make us happy and bring us joy. Yeah, it gets us and it gets our brain working throughout the week, like about how like how frightful and delightful our everyday lives and experiences actually are, right? Like, mm-hmm. for instance, um, one of our community members saw like a, like a few months ago now, this bird just hanging in midair. And 
I, I was like, holy shit, dude. Like that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And, um, they shared it anonymously to one, uh, like a, a friend of theirs. And then the friend posted it on TikTok and it got so many views. And so, I mean, it can be as outrageous as that, or as like, as common as like, Hey, I heard knocking at like two o'clock in the morning or whatever, you know, just gets us thinking about the weird and wonderful things that happen in our lives experience sometimes. Yeah. Okay. So that being said, what was your favorite frightful moment this week? I'm so glad you asked. So I, <laughs> I went to, Brian and I did the Roadhouse um, Museum Magic in the Moonlight Market on Friday and Saturday last weekend. And there are, there was a lot of really cool things, but there is a business called Salem's Attic and they curate really cool oddities antiques and pictures so they put they put they they collect pictures and then they they put them in different kinds of frames and stuff so like each each frame kind of speaks to the picture or just kind of like I'm not really 100% from their process but the curation of the picture and the frame is is top-notch like I I love all of their um all of their curation. It's so good. And you met them when you were here last October. When when they, they were upstairs, right? They were, they were upstairs in the boys' room and off to this, like, in through, like, when you go through the room, that's where the sewing room was. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember. The one they really, really liked. Yeah. Yeah. So I was looking at their stuff when um, we were saying, like, our hellos. And Chris and um, Chris and Mika are amazing people, and just really fun to be around, anyways. So I'm like ooing and awing at all of their stuff, and then I get to this one section, and I see this frame. I see the picture first, but it's in a frame, and I'm like, oh my god, what is that? Who is that? What? And I was captivated immediately. So it's a picture of this really like a large farmhouse in the snow with a fence on the left and some hedge and tree on the right. And there's this woman standing about, I don't know, 10 feet away from the back door. And she is in a cloak, some some skirts, and you can't see her face. Hmm. And like Ryan and I were talking about it um, when we were looking at the picture in eight times and he's like you know back back when these back when this picture was taken you didn't really take candid pictures like this like it was like when you took a picture you were purposeful about the scenery how you looked what you were documenting like it wasn't just like like oh just I'll snap a picture you know so I I I left it and I was like I think I'm going to be coming back for that and then I kept thinking about it the entire Friday. And then I woke up in the morning on Saturday and I was like, I really hope that fucking picture is there because I couldn't stop thinking about it. And then we did, uh, we got into the day on Saturday and I went upstairs and I saw that it was still there. And I was like, okay. So I went back downstairs and then I got distracted. And then finally at like, I don't know, like two o'clock. I was like, I'm going upstairs and I'm buying that picture. And then I saw this thing on the bed and it was like a wooden mirror and it was gorgeous. And I was like, oh shit. (laughs) So I had this picture of this haunting woman and I'm looking at this mirror and I'm like, I can only do one. I can only do one. (laughs) And so like Mika and Chris were so kind. Cause I was like having like a full on like Libra moment where yeah. I, I can't make a fucking decision because these, both of these things are so cool. And then finally I made the decision I'm buying her. Like I'm, I'm purchasing this picture. So I put the frame back and I, 
I pay them for the picture. And then I go to Circe Curio, which is around the corner. And I show Laura the picture and she's like, oh, what's that? And I was like, oh my God, what is that? And so there is this, um, right on the picture, there is like, um, it looks like a flash. So I took, um, I took the picture back to Chris and I was like, did you know that this was there? And they were like, no, I don't, I didn't see that. And then, um, they told me to like, take the picture out and rub my finger on it to see if it was like, um, in the picture or if it was, you know, a, maybe a scuff afterwards. And it's, it's definitely in the picture we have since Ryan has since looked at it and it looks like it's like a fragment has come off of the negative when they were. So it's just like a, it's like a tear on the actual negative. Okay. However, my grandpa is a photographer, which is why I probably so obsessed with, um, with photography. He was a photographer for his entire, you know, his entire life, but he became a professional photographer um, in the the late, late seventies, early eighties. And he had a studio in Peterborough. So he had Ryan grabbed some of his um, eight times magnifying glass thingies. So I'm like looking like this and there's an there's a fucking face in that window, the one that has the scratch. Oh my goodness. You literally can't see it in any other light except for that eight times magnification. Mm. There's also there also seems to be like this little like this weird little entity um on the in the bushes. You have to experience this picture in order to get like how haunting it is. Yeah. So I will I will take a picture and put it in the photo dump but that's that's her and even even at eight times magnification her face can't see shit like it's real real interesting yeah Um, yeah so that is uh that is my that is my weekly fright very cool haunted photo yeah (laughs) what was your fright Um, I didn't really have any experiences this week. Um, but I guess I could say, um, my favorite fright, um, is the little cryptids oracle that came in the mail for me. I got it. It came in the mail Tuesday. So two days ago, which was exactly a week before my birthday. So that was very interesting timing. Very interesting. Yeah, I will. I shared it on my personal page, but I'll send you a photo for the um, photo dump. But it's this really adorable um, Oracle deck that is made with um, all different types of cryptids. And it's um, very whimsical, cutesy watercolor artwork. So they're just, they're cute. They look like they belong in like a children's book or something. They do. And so precious. And I think I'm going to be using it when we do spooky foam, maybe. Yes, um, And different things. I'm not usually a big Oracle person, but the ones that I I do like is, like they really catch my eye and yep. this one is one that really caught my eye so it's called the little cryptids oracle it's by a company called lil dark arts it's spelled l i l d a r k a r t z on instagram that's how they spell it so if you want to check them out um but yeah it's so sweet and cute and I got the version that has the little field guide. So each cryptid there's in the book, they they have like the meaning of the card. And then the author puts like a little personal experience um, of when they would be either trying to find that, like, you know, if the Bigfoot one is like talks about um, experiences, like looking for Bigfoot 
or, um, you know, just different experiences or run-ins perhaps that they might have had with these different cryptids. So it's really cute and adorable. And yeah, I want to use it for for tapping into, you know, the the strange and the weird. I think that this deck is haunted and the cryptid oracle are going to be friends. Yes. I'm very excited that you are also going to be pulling cards for Spooky Phone because it's literally the cutest deck. <laughs> you pulled the Loveland Frogman. Yeah, that was my, my initial card pull. Which was magic. And yeah. that's so poignant. And frogs have been coming up a lot lately for me. Yeah. Um, do you remember just before I left um, from visiting you last time and we did the spirit box sessions, the three of us, and there was like weird frog sounds? Oh my goodness, yes. I've totally forgot about that. That was so bizarre. Um, But yeah, like frogs have been coming up a lot lately for me too. Very interesting. Um, I have a community member at Phoenix um, who loves frogs. So every time a frog pops up, I send them uh, a frog like meme or whatever. And like the amount that they're getting now, they're like, whoa, dude, like this is a lot. I'm like, I'm so sorry. You told me send you everything about frogs. So (laughs) (laughs) So I'm doing it. Also, Lil Dark Arts is really lovely. Um, They actually, they liked, I'm pretty sure they follow Frightfully Delightful now. Really? Yeah, I think so. But I could be wrong, but they did go and they liked like a bunch of like Whimsical Heathen, Heathen Moon, and even Phoenix. Like there's like a a chunk of like at least 15. Like they just went through all of um all of our like um sister accounts. And yeah. Yeah, it was really, really cool to see. That's awesome. Yeah. And like um that just goes to show that supporting local artists and the people that you love is is super important, um, even on social media. Like, yeah, yeah, spam their likes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if that works every time, but it's worth a shot. <laughs> Makes people feel good. So, Luna, tell me what your weekly delight was. So, um, honestly, I think. For me, getting this podcast up and um, not just that, but people's reactions to it and hearing their their feedback um, and their connections with some of the stuff that we talked about in in the first one. That's been really special to me. And I didn't like I really enjoy um doing this kind of stuff I realized I really enjoy things that involve communication and like technology and like editing and um just having conversations I don't know maybe it's because I have so much Gemini in in my chart and there's just a lot of heavy uh mercutial kind of placements I was just going to say that mercurial energy is very, I like you just said that. And I was like, oh yeah, that's why she loves it so much. Because mm-hmm. you are a great tech witch. Thank you. Um, yeah, I have a Gemini stellium for people who don't know that about me. I'm not just a Gemini sun. I have like, I think four or five things in, in Gemini. So, um, yeah, I just, I love communication and talking and technology and all of that. So that's my delight. I think for this week is just getting this out into the world, but it's not just getting it out into, into the world. It's having people come back and be like, Oh, great job. Loved it. I thought like this about this specific thing that you talked about. I love when it's when people it's a it's two ways, right? It's not just, yeah. hey, I'm just gonna push all this stuff out into the universe 
and whatever it's I love it when it's like a reciprocal kind of conversation and yeah. that back and forth that two-way that two-way interaction is really cool mm-hmm. and I find that sometimes I'm a passive listener but when I do feel like I I engage with podcasts that they are always so happy for the engagement yeah so sometimes I might not have spoons to engage so we really appreciate you all um we understand if it if it's like you know just a a listen and a go but yeah, yeah for it's sure. amazing it's amazing when we do have that reciprocal kind of like hey I really loved this or um you know uh especially with the photo dump like seeing people comment about the per- pertaining um mention in the podcast was really yeah. cool. It was, it was a really cool element. So I, um, we adore, we adore all of you. So thank you so much. (laughs) That is a really great delight. Thank you. What was your favorite delightful moment this week? (laughs) Um, so Addison wanted to look through old pictures because I got an old picture which was my fright. Yeah. And so Addison on Monday wanted to look at old pictures and my mom, um, when she moved in with us, brought all of my grandpa's um, pictures from his entire career. There's like four buckets, (laughs) big, big, big Tupperware buckets. And most of my grandpa's stuff is actually really disorganized. But he has the negatives for every single picture he's ever taken. Yeah. And copies. And sometimes we don't even know the people. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes there's really beautiful scenery, but we don't know where it is. And so Ryan was having a bit of a a moment on Monday. He's like, there's so many negatives. But in one of the boxes was... um, a box labeled, I think it's Menaki albums. So my, my Nana was born in Menaki and um, that's in Ontario. So, but there was this really, really funny picture of four generations of the um, Donnelly and Osborne women. And it's of my great granny, my mom and my Nana and me. This will be a part of our photo dump. But my mom is placing me as, I think I was like one month old, (laughs) onto my great granny's lap. My great granny is grimacing with fear and reaching her hand out. My mom's face is like, I'm trying to maneuver this screaming child off of this 89-year-old woman. (laughs) And my nana is looking so beautiful directly into the camera because she knows her husband is taking a picture and she's used she's used to being at the front of his lens so <laughs> she looks she looks just enchanting but the rest of us look absolutely fucking mortified and like the look on my face a screaming baby the look on my great granny's face who is like, get this fucking screaming urchin off of my body. And my mom going, oh, oh, I should probably get this. (laughs) I absolutely love this picture. Your Nana looks like she's in one of those, you know, those Sears family photos where everybody is just poised and it's all proper. That's what your Nana looks like. And then, and then it just, everybody else just doesn't match. Yeah. (laughs) Like the contrast is so funny. And like, oh no, this I'm yeah, two months old because I'm wearing like a Santa, like a Santa onesie. <laughs> but my mom, I sent it to my mom and I said, I'm getting this framed. This is probably my favorite picture of like of my entire life. Like she looks like just get this screaming child. Like she gives like it looks like she cannot stand me. Um <laughs> but my mom said that she was blind. She was completely blind in this picture and she kept saying, there's a baby. And she was, she was a little bit deaf too. Yeah. There's a baby crying. Why is there a baby crying? There's a baby 
And so she was very concerned. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And like, you can see my, my great granny, like holding my little baby hand. Oh, she's like this, like clutching my little baby. <laughs> and my, my hand, my other hand is like this, like, <laughs> um, and also look, there's the negative in the back of this little sleeve. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's it's so nice to have a picture like that with four generations from your family. Like that is really amazing. It is something very special. And when my Nana was still earthside with us, when Addison um, was born and uh, up until Addison was about, well, my Nana's only been gone for three years. So Addison would have been 11 when my Nana passed away. So we have lots of pictures of like the, the, the um, four generations with Addison included as well. So yeah. my Nana would have been that, uh, that, that matriarch. Very interesting. But this, this granny is also the granny who, um, who was Minerva and then had her name changed um, when she moved to China, when her, um, her her mom passed away and her father sent word to to her uncle who was a customs agent in China so he sent her and her brother to live with um him and his wife and when his wife uh when his wife met my nana or my great my great granny um she didn't like the name Minerva and so oh. she she gave her a choice of Janet or Janet or Catherine. And my great granny knew that she didn't like the name Janet as much as she liked the other name. So she chose Janet, but her birth name was Minerva. Imagine that. Imagine being small and having being uprooted to a whole new country across the world. You're going through all this stuff and the the person who's essentially taking you in is like, I don't like your name. You have to change it. I know. <laughs> what? I know. Wow. Yeah. So um, I always wondered why when she got older, she didn't change it back. Yeah. But, you know, you never, you never really know. But yeah. I find it really interesting because I didn't know this until we got Minerva, like our cat. Mm-hmm. I had no, like, I might have known it, like, when I was younger and then just forgotten it. Yeah. But it didn't really sink in until, like, a few years ago when we got Minerva. Like, we've only had Minerva for about five years. And her name, when we got her, was Minnie, because she's a Minnie Mancoon, which is, like, super original. <laughs> but, um, so her name is Minnie. But I wanted to have like a little something like a little bit witchier. So I, so I, some like she, she answers to Minerva. Yeah. And so um, I really like the goddess Minerva as well. But when I realized that, I was like, are you my great granny? <laughs> <laughs> because the way that we got Minerva was really interesting. We went to Bosley's and they have a, um, in the back, they have an adoption center. And we were looking to get, um, get a kitty and Minerva was just like this big fluff ball, just like walking around and, but she was out, out of a cage. And so the other, the other, the other cats that were out of a cage were the stores cats. And so Madison really took to Minnie and like picked her up and, um, like was holding her like the majority of the time and I just on a whim asked when we were filling out the like filling out the process of like adopting a cat we didn't know which one we wanted we didn't know which one fit with us um but I was filling out the paperwork and I said like is there any chance that that she's available and they were like oh yeah yeah we just can't put her in a cage because she has cage anxiety and I said okay um can you tell me a little bit more about her and she had been returned four times. She had just been returned like three weeks ago. And there was this one instance where 
they said that she was like peeing outside of the litter box and she mm. was peeing too much outside the litter box. So um, they returned her. And then the next person um, lied on their application and said that their landlord said they could have a cat. And then, and then that wasn't true. So they had to return, return her. And so they were like, you need to be like really committed to her. And I was like, I don't think my kid is going to leave here without her. So <laughs> I'm, we're committed. So if you could please put on the application that we would love to give her a home, um, please, please do. And then the next like two, two to four, two to three days later, we got the call that we got her. and. We figured out really quick that the reason why she was peeing outside of the litter box is because she's a fat, fluffy cat and they did not have a husky girl litter box for her. So we ended up, we ended up having to get like the multi-cat litter box for her, like the really big one, um, because she is like a very large cat. So that was one of, that was the reason. And so lucky us. She's, she's meant for your family. Like yeah. she is, that's where she was supposed to be. I feel like she literally, like she was at home as soon as she got here. Like Aww. she was just wandering around. She would like, you know how some cats like hide. Mm-hmm. I was expecting to have to put butter on her paws to like get her scent on like our scent on her and stuff. None of that she just, she, she climbed up on us and like Ryan, like Ryan would like pick her up and like hold her and she'd go like this on his little shoulders. And like, yeah, she was, she was completely comfortable and at home ever since like the second we brought her home, bringing her home in the cage was not fun though. She almost hyperventilated because she does have severe cage anxiety. Mm -hmm. So um, that was really, really scary. But um shout out to Bosley's because they they really do care about all of their animals and their adoption process is really easy and they really care about getting the right homes and every time I go in for for food for her they they um some of them that remember us will ask for pictures and I'll like I'll show them pictures of her and stuff yeah she's such a beautiful cat well well you'll have to put a picture of her in the photo dump because she is precious yeah and she's so derpy too she she sits with like a tooth out <laughs> like that's her like normal gait or not gait um that's her normal like resting face with a little tooth out those <laughs> pet store um the pet stores that have like adoption services and stuff um i have to avoid them. like i am getting it's getting harder and harder for me not to like come home with a bird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of that, I met uh, Diva, Steph's new African Grey. Oh, I saw pictures. He's 20 um, years old. They live long. Like parrots live for a long time. Yeah. He's so sweet. Oh, I want a bird so bad, but my cat would. He would eat. He would eat it. There's no other way to put that. Hundred percent. I can't. I can't have a bird in the house because he would eat it. And we don't have a setup where I could separate them. That's why I have to avoid those now because it's getting harder and harder for me to just look at their cute little bird faces (laughs) and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's me trying to rationalize. Well, uh maybe when you finally relocate here, um you can go to Stephanie's house and be snow white over there. Yeah, I'll just go I'll just go to her house and and hang out with her birds. <laughs> yeah, she's got her two love birds. She's got Diva, she's got her um her starling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Diva said goodnight to her um like a couple nights ago and she almost cried. Oh, So the bird ki- like the it knows phrases oh, yeah. words. Yeah, and they have the intelligence between a nine and a ten, like a nine and a twelve year old. So mm-hmm. you can tell he like looks, he like looks at things. Like yeah. 
when he was at the store yesterday, he was like looking all around and you could tell he got like really overstimulated fast. Cause then he started getting like sleepy. It was Aww. real. It was so cute. <laughs> but on that note, I know, um, we've hit on a lot of the things that we wanted to, um, are you ready to say goodbye? Yes. We have to get ready for spooky phone tonight. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. I think I have a, I have good feelings that we're yeah. going to have a good spooky phone live. So hopefully um, you're you're going to join us, listeners. Yeah, our Fridays, our Fridays and delighties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our, our wonderful anomalies. Thank you so much for participating in listening to our disembodied voices we adore you and feel free to share what your frightful and delightful experiences were for the week we love yeah seeing your messages pop up and we'd love if you could join our discord if you're not already in there and yeah join us for spooky phone it's always a really good time and we'll see you next week or We'll talk to you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I love you, Anna. I love you too. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us on this weird and wonderful journey through the realms of fright and delight. If you'd like to explore further with us, Join us on Instagram at Frightfully.Delightful, where this summer we go live every Thursday or Friday evening at 7 p.m. Pacific for our spooky phone sessions. For those who'd love to dig a little deeper and enjoy monthly downloads, explorations, and behind-the-veil content, we have a Patreon with two different options to feed your curiosity. Check out our page for more details at www.patreon.com slash Delightful. Until next time, stay curious, weave within the weird, and continue seeking the frightfully delightful moments that make life truly extraordinary.